Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. He is faithful. The Lord is faithful. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. Thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Put your hands together unto the Lord. Amen. Good morning. Amen. It's it's a great day. Amen. Hallelujah. We've been looking at a particular subject, and this morning I want to add a little more to what we have gathered so far. In the month of February, we are declaring without any equivocation that what? That what? That what? Do you understand what we're talking about? Hallelujah. Now, you see, that subject of no more limits suggests that we are at liberty to go to any length. We are at what? Liberty to go to any length in enjoying the fullness of what Christ had gathered for us. And there is nothing that legally must limit us. And I said repeatedly that the only one who can stop you from becoming you is you. That's the only person who can stop you from becoming you. God's program for your life cannot be terminated by anybody except you. Hallelujah. And we said something that Enjoying this great exchange, which is what Christ did for us. He took our place and then gave us glory. He took our place of shame, of sicknesses and diseases, of frustration, of poverty, lack and want, and gave us his glory. In the glory of Christ, everything is available to us. Not just available, but they are for us. He says, all things are yours. Amen. All things are yours. 
is not an empty talk. It is reality. But this reality will keep on eluding us as long as we don't have knowledge of what belongs to us. Amen. So we began to talk about knowledge and we have said so much about it. And we said this knowledge should develop into consciousness. When you become so consumed by what you know and you live in the spirit of what you know and there is nothing that can change your thinking or change your focus or cast doubt on what you know, then you are conscious of what you have. Hallelujah. I told a very funny story that happened to us, my wife and I, at the um, 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 Aplao border some years ago when we were coming home and they saw one Nigerian passport and Ghanaian passport and they said one Nigerian, one Ghanaian and I exploded. I cannot demonstrate that to you because the vibes are not there. But I exploded. By the time my voice came to an end, the man has come the two passport. Carry go. What caused that explosion? It was a consciousness of who I am. If I go to a strange land, they can begin to push me here and there, but not here. But if you don't know who you are and what you carry, even in your own house, your own what? House. Your own house. They will make you a slave. So knowledge is not enough. But the ability to allow knowledge to enter the realm of consciousness. It becomes, it becomes part of you. You don't need to think before you act. Because it flows naturally from you. That is what God expects us to get into. You are very conscious that you are a woman. You are what? A woman. Would you need prayer to be a woman again? You are conscious of it. You know your name. You don't need rehearsal to know your name. That you, know, you now sit in a corner somewhere and say, Lord, I'm not very sure, but is my name is it um, Isaiah or Isaac and I, I, I'm not too sure. Uh, God should call you home. But you have lost grasp of your own name. You don't understand your name. You don't know it. So anybody can call you any name and that's your name. Come to a point of consciousness in your life. Then that which you know will begin to find expression in your life. Be conscious of it. Now, sometimes when you become very conscious of who you are, people may say you are proud. There's a thin line between that one and the consciousness. A natural tendency for men to look at you from a different angle. That should not be cloud your thinking. You know who you are and what you carry and what is there for you. So knowledge should grow into consciousness. That is a point of identification. You will now become so identified with that which you know. 
that nobody can push you out of that knowledge. And so that knowledge will begin to work for you and there will be no limit as to what you will get. Let me read something with you this morning and then I go to other places. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 11 and verses 21 and 22, you give us the King James and then quickly go to the Amplified Version. When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. Now go on. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him, and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor, wherein he trusted, and divided his spoils. Hold on. Now look at the previous verse. When a strong man armed, he is not just a strong man, but he's what? He's armed. He has gone beyond ordinary strength. There is something that gives him confidence in his strength. And that is the armory he carried. Good. And then he said, this man is keeping his palace or making his kingdom. Or making his house. Where his goods are. He said, those goods are in peace. However, next verse. When a stronger than he shall come upon him, I like that expression, shall come what? Upon him. That's how poverty comes upon people. When a stronger than he, so this one is stronger and better armed than the strong man. When he comes upon him, because he never expected anybody stronger than himself, he comes upon him, he taketh from him. He overcomes him because he, he has come stronger, better equipped. He has leverage. So he now comes upon this person, overcomes the person, and then takes from him all his armor, wherein he trusted. Now, now did he start taking the goods? Is it the goods he took first? No. He took away what? The armor. I'm taking you into a little thing. He first takes away the armor. When an arm robber is shot, any sensible security officer will push away his gun and put it beyond his reach. He may be in pain and dying, but the determination to succeed, the survival instinct is there. So he struggles. He will just struggle and manage to pick his gun and do some havoc before he goes. Any sensible security officer, one that is properly groomed, will first take the armor from his hand. Before he takes the things that he has stolen. Now this one comes. 
he takes, he overpowers him and takes away his armor and then he divides the sport. We are talking about Jesus. We are talking about him and the devil. Satan came and he said he's a strong man. When you go to Revelation 5, reading from verse 1, very interesting thing over there. When you read that chapter from verse 1 to about 6 or thereabout, the Bible says a strong man, a strong man to the strong angels too. And he said, who can open, who can look upon this book and open, just break the seals thereof. And there was silence in heaven. And silence on earth. Because there was no one on earth and none in heaven who was qualified to look upon the book and to open the seals thereof. And inside this book was a peace and the lifting of mankind, the fulfillment of destinies inside that book. But there was no one to break the seal. Is that where he has gone to? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. Go ahead. And John the beloved says, and I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open to, and to read the book. He wept. It, it, was, it was weeping out of helplessness. We are seeing doom, but there is no one to help us out of the doom. No one was qualified. Not even in heaven. Nor on earth. Or beneath the earth. That spelled doom for mankind. And then, and then, next verse, and one of the elders said unto me, weep not, Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, had prevailed to open the book and to lose the seven seals thereof. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the very root of David, has prevailed. Prevailing suggests a struggle. Amen. There was a contest. He has prevailed to open the book and to lose the seven seas thereof. Get the next verse. And I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. John the Beloved was caught up in the spirit and the Lord was showing him things. Then he saw this great man, this strong man, who was bullying everybody. Is there anybody qualified to open this book. The solution to mankind's challenges are inside this book. And who is qualified to do it? Not one. Heaven too. Hey, in heaven, nobody was qualified. On earth, none. Except for one person. 
The one that lived in the midst of sin and temptations but never sinned once, was never overcome once. He lived on the earth, but he lived very pure, stronger than he. He lived on this earth and never sinned. The earth is the domain of sin. Heaven was suffering from the sin that took place over there when the devil rebelled against the Lord. So that was a challenge over there. Hopelessness everywhere. We are doomed. That's what it meant. But suddenly, as he was weeping, an elder came and said, weep, don't weep again. The solution is here. He lifted his eyes and saw. That means before that time, that lamb that was like slain was not there. What he had seen was the Lord that sat on his throne. And that was it. Where did he come from? That should let you understand that this picture is describing what happened on the cross and down there in the grave. He just appeared. The Bible says he carried his own blood and ascended into heaven. For he appeared with his blood. And he was the only one that was able to prevail, to open. Why? There was nothing that would draw him back. No limits. No limits. He sat there, opened, and the rest followed. Anytime I talk about this, I'm very, very careful, like I said earlier on, because of some very serious ideological contention. No matter what your thoughts are, they don't compete with what the Spirit is saying. No matter what. So when I read those things, when I'm studying those things, I go beyond them. So they don't pollute me. They don't do what? There's a man in the U.S. He's called David Hunt. He has hunted many things. And when you read some things that that man has said, if you are not grounded in the word, you will lose balance. That's all the reason of why we are doing what we are doing here. We want to make sure that we have some foundation so we will not be eroded one day. That's all we are doing. He turned and then he saw that there was a lamb, the one that has been slain, standing there. Victory at last. Laughter at last. Glory at last. So that you and I will become beneficiaries of that which he did. That is why we are here today. And we are talking about us as different from those over there on the other side. Because somebody stood. He faced sin. And yet overcame the sin. He lived among men and never got entangled by any man. He walked on this earth. A woman used her hair to clean his feet. And there, were, there was no vibration on his inside. 
with all our tongues speaking all the rest that we have it's not the hair it's just mere appearance Stronger than he is not entangled with the affairs of this life. He was one that came upon the devil and Satan couldn't do anything about it. He took away whatever he had. And when he took them away, we were inside. And he says, all things are yours. If all things are ours, what is happening to us? We have nodded to the knowledge. We are given a nod, a consent to the knowledge, but we have not allowed the knowledge to travel its full length. When knowledge travels its full length, it brings you the realm of consciousness. Realm of what? consciousness. Look, friends, we, the first thing we have to overcome is this knowledge about how strong the devil is. And always giving him credit. We give him credit. I have a friend, a bishop in Nigeria. His area is demonology. Now, I remember very well on the 8th of May, on the 8th, 8th of May, 1994. I can't forget because that date is very special to me. And so it, when it happened, it clicked. We're talking about these demons. And I was telling him, don't waste your time talking about demons. You don't have solution. Talk about the solution. Talk about Jesus. And as we're talking... A little girl ran out of her house. Look, look, look at that. That's a demon going. I said, what demon? This girl is running from the house. Do you know who is chasing the girl? And then the mother appeared. He said, that woman is a witch. I'm telling you. And that's the way many of us who are believers think. We are so afraid of Satan that anything that we see, that's a demon. The wind now begins to assume some speed. We say, yeah, you have started. There's a wild wind. You say it's demonic. Has Satan ever created wind before? He can only take advantage of that one to put fear in us. That's all he has. The only thing Satan has is called devices. It's called what? Devices. And one of the major issues here is fear. When he puts fear inside you, he has gotten you. When fear arrives, faith goes away. Jesus was able to prevail because he kept himself in the fear of the Lord. He was mindful of the business that God has sent him to do. And we must be mindful of what he got for us. Let's come to a point of being anxious not negatively, but determined to walk in that which he got for us at a price. A very huge price for that matter. Huge price. Huge. If you have a mental picture of what he went through to get for us what we have, then we should become very committed to making sure that his travel had not been in vain. 
Amen. We should do whatever should be done to walk in the consciousness of what he got for us. When he overpowered the enemy and brought the things out, he did not give the enemy back his weapons. No. Satan remains overpowered, defeated. And we have the right, the legal right, to take that which belongs to us. Say, all things are yours. Nothing is limited. Why should we keep on saying the same thing over and over again so that we'll become conscious of it? He said, my people go into captivity for lack of what? Knowledge. It's not just their knowledge. He went on to say they had rejected knowledge. This is a foundation that we should embrace with all seriousness and great commitment. I was listening to the New Testament on tape. And while I listened, I came to a little conclusion. I said, one best way to become conscious of what he got for us is to keep on reading and appreciating the miracles and things that he did while he was on earth. And if he's the same yesterday, I mean the same today as he was yesterday and shall be the same until the end, then what he did is still at work in our life and that should help us to stand firm and strong and now walk in that which we have been given. And I remembered what um, this woman said one time. Kenneth Copeland's wife. If, if you are looking for power, spiritual power, read the Gospels over and over and over and over and over again. Why the over and over? Until what is there crystallizes on your inside. That you don't think of anything that is negative or nothing that will give you doubt, but you are persuaded. Paul said, I'm fully what? Persuaded. You are persuaded that this Jesus who walked on this earth and did the things that the Bible says he did, he is still doing the same. And he is no respecter of persons and he loves you so much. Those are basic things that we need to understand. He loves us so much. I was formed from the dust. But me and dust have no connection because it took me away from dust and brought me into the spirit. So I consider one as like a game. Me and Satan get game. When someone has it, it can never affect me. No. But it's when I breathe in dust. Don't ever play down on Satan's determination to make you fail. Don't. If you are not careful, he will pour sand into your gary. Will they look alike? When you become conscious of who you are and where you must get to, you arrest every situation. You don't let it become an infection. You arrest it. Where is your strength 
what he did that you know. How do you know it? You know beyond knowing that you know. It is experiential knowledge. I'm so convinced about who Christ is and what he did for me. And I'm convinced I'm the only person who is qualified to enjoy it. You understand what I'm talking about? Now at that point you see yourself alone. You must be saved to help others come to salvation. You must be rescued to be able to rescue other people. They will tell you, in the event of anything, when you see this marks dropping, put your first before you attend to children. But in the process, if you lose gas, how will you be able to help the children? So all I'm saying is this. Become extremely conscious. Can you give us um, Ephesians? Ephesians chapter 1, I'll pick a verse, we'll go to 2, and then I'll pick another. Now, Paul's prayer that he, he, you know, he prayed for the church at Ephesus, towards the end of it. So I'll just pick it there from verse 20. It's not ideal to do that, but that's where I'm going to pick it from. But you must read it from verse 15 for better understanding. Okay, 19. And what that you may know, what is the exceeding greatness of his power? To ask what who believe according to the working of his mighty power, yes. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, yes. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And I put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things. To the church, which is his body. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. The, 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 the body. He is sitting. At the right hand of God, sitting in the heavenly places. And all things have been brought under his feet. So when he sat there, his head was there. His hands and the limbs, everything there. All the way down to the the legs and to the soles of the feet. All together were sitting in heavenly places. And I said, for avoidance of doubt, I want you to understand that when I sat there, you were with me. You are the body. We constitute the body of Christ. And the body was not sitting somewhere else. Where you are sitting now, your stomach is not somewhere. But if they bring you water to drink, you say, well, hold on, please, let me bring my stomach. Before I drink the water, otherwise it may drain. Your hand is not hanging somewhere. Say, so collect this. Say, wait, let, bring, uh, please bring the, my hand for me. As you sit down there where you are now, your, the totality of your being is there. And everything's under your feet. That means whatever is under your feet is under the feet of the body. 
And that thing doesn't have dominion over you. If this one alone can sink into our system, we'll go crazy. We'll be a bliss for him. We'll dare the devil anywhere at any time without fearing. But because we're not too sure of where we sit, that's why we are speaking wrong language. Wrong what? Now, who will understand you? They don't know where you are coming from. That language you knew before is not relevant in this new place. Now, so when we are not conscious of where we are, we speak language that we shouldn't speak. What language is that? Who has killed you? With all respect to all of all of us here, I don't know where anybody comes from. This is the thing we are talking about. You are not fully persuaded. You are not conscious of what you carry. You are not. And the only thing that will make it happen is that you know who you are in him and what he is to you. And you are very conscious of it. That none of these things will move you. Paul spoke like a mad person because he knew who he was. So I know the one I believed. <laughs> I know him. This man I believe, I know him that he is able to keep that which I commit to him unto the end. In case your own got lost. It's not the man, it's you. I know. Friends, these are fundamental things that we need to go back to do. I have learned something in my Christian work. I go back to foundations frequently. Sometimes about four or five times in a year, I go to foundation school for myself. Not to go and teach. I go to check my roots. Where am I missing it? What are the things I've become so familiar with that I've left behind? You don't go like that. Know that you are seated somewhere. And that chapter 2 will bring me to a close. Verse what? Verse what? One. Just take the one first and then we go to two other verses up to six. And you had ye quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. They gave you life were dead in trespasses and sins. But he gave us life and changed our location. He changed our location. He took away the ugliness and gave us beauty for ashes. And he gave us his glory. And he placed us at a point where only good things must happen to us. Only what? Good things must happen to us. Can we say with Paul that I'm not moved by anything? None of these things move me. There are upheavals here. Opposition for you in church. There's no way you have a position like in church. I'm telling you. 
People you call your brother, you don't offend them at all. But because you've been changing dresses. If you don't have it, rejoice in the Lord. That somebody has it. That very soon shall be your, your, your time too. Why must you cut your channel of blessing with envy? It's in the church. But all these things will come against you. Will you be able to stand and say none of these things move me? All the intimidations, they come not by words, they come by facial look. When it's time for you to be promoted, somebody says, I'm not going to make you, you, you won't go up. And if you know that promotion does not come from men, but it comes from God, you look at them and greet them. You will greet them. That's what I'm talking about. You know it, and you are fully, fully consumed by what you know. It doesn't come from the north. I mean, from the south, nor from the whatever, from the west. It came only from the north. Where God is. It is God that takes one. Throw him away. And put another one there. It is God that does it. So if it is God. Why are you worrying yourself about men? Be connected to your God. They will go on the ground. He will take you above. When the barrier is fixed against you. God knows how to carry you through. Verse 5 says, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ, by grace he are saved, and had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. He has made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So there's epidemic on this earth. And you are fully persuaded that you are seated together with other saints in Christ, in heavenly places. Epidemic doesn't have access to you. That was the kind of knowledge and insight that uh, this man took to South Africa. John G. Lake. What was killing people? What was killing people? They are sent people from the UK. They came with all... You know the thing they wear with this thing that happened in China? From their head, everywhere covered. Ebola came, they were... They, all the people that were carrying all those things, Ebola, they, the thing just went through the dress and, <laughs> and dealt with them. Now, this man was using bare hands to help those who were afflicted. And they stop, 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 stop. You want to commit suicide? He said, what is this? He said, this thing kills. If the foam, the foam from the mouth touches anybody, the virus enters. He said, no. Virus can't enter my body. They couldn't understand him. He said, bring your microscope, whatever thing you use to examine. They put the thing there, and then, and then it died. They would put the virus, the, the, the foam there, and the virus would be dying. They were watching. They couldn't understand him. The man had gone to another level. And he came by consciousness of who he was. When I encountered that man, I bought all the materials you buy from him. But you can buy all the materials. You can have all the books. You can read all the scriptures. But until the scripture descends into the spirit realm, you don't see it. And that is what happened to that man. Kenyon Pastor in the church, 25 years, nobody died. 25 years. We are seeing great glimpses of that here. 
But we can make it certain. Certain. By deeper you know, diving into the knowledge that we have. And the consciousness. Without bragging. Without what? Bragging. Because the moment you slip into bragging, it's no longer God that is in charge. You are the one in charge. I am what I am. By what? By the grace of God. That's how he puts it. Say, I am seated together with the saints in Christ Jesus. I am seated far above. There in the heavenly places. There is no lack, no want, no sickness, no disease, no tears, no sorrow. It is the Lord at work in my life. Glory to God. That is who you are. And that's what you must continue to be. Be conscious of it. Be conscious of it. Consciousness will compel you to say it anytime. So be saying it. Make sure you are not bragging. Be saying it. People will say you are too known. It's okay. It is good to be too known. <laughs> it's not good to be known by people. Uh-huh. It's good to be known. So that is what you are doing. That's what you are doing. Father, I thank you because a new day. This day is also a day of great success. It is better than yesterday. And you are making your proclamations. And you are talking. All you are doing is that you are attacking issues that have been released against you. The consciousness of it. One grace that God gave me. I don't know what to call it. But I hold your hand or I embrace you and I don't say a word. No prayer, nothing. What must happen to you will surely happen to you. It happened for me to be con- I didn't know it was there. But one day when my wife was to be, her body was to be cut. The doctor came to the house, saw the thing, he said he was going to bring uh, whatever they wanted to come and do. About what? A surgeon, they will come and do incision. So they went, when I felt led of the Lord to just hold the, I placed my hand on, on the foot like that. No talk, nothing, no prayer. They came back, the thing, the swell had gone down. And the fluid was not there. That was the day I became conscious of it. It had happened several times, but I wasn't conscious of it. This is the issue of consciousness. You carry something, but you don't know you carry it. And all you are saying, any BB, there's no BB anywhere. All the Spirit of God is at work in you. Sir, they asked me to collect your books. I said, peace. Carry the books. According to that girl, it says something like ice water came upon her and the wheat loaf disappeared I said I don't know but now I'm conscious of that one so I do it consciously I do it what? Consciously. 
Know where God has placed you and be cautious of that one. If you don't know anything at all, know that you are born again. Know that you are living in Christ. Know that you are complete in him. Then the entirety of the Godhead lives bodily inside you because Christ is in you. If that is the case, then no matter how many people gang up against you, you will still triumph. It doesn't matter how the economy is, you will still go through. Who is a rich person? The one who gets the money when he needs it. Not the one whose money is in the bank. Because they had money with, uh, is it DFM or GFM? Huh? DKM. And other people. Now they want the money, but they can't get it. So you have money in the bank, but you can't take the money. But a rich man needs money, and the money drops. He provides our needs on a daily basis, like he did in the days of manna. It comes like that. So don't entertain the thought of, of what poverty, that you are poor. You are not. You are not what? You are not poor. Dare the devil. Go into that business. The money for it will come. Hallelujah. The vision God has given to you, step out and let him step in. If you don't step out, he will not step in. You step out. Leave the rest with him. He will step in. That's how you've been carrying us along. But you'll get to a point where you become not just an, a, a one that enjoys it, but a conduit. A what? A conduit. Flows from you to reach others. For out of your belly shall flow forth rivers of living waters. May you find such relevance in the Christian faith that you will become an instrument of blessing to people. That wherever you go, it will be flowing through you to bless them. When you arrive, they know that salvation has come. When you get in, they know solution has come. You are a solution to your world. You will never lack in that area. In the name of Jesus Christ, your two hands to heaven and bless the name of the Lord and begin to make some proclamations over your life, who you are in Christ. I am a child of God. God is my father. I am a joint here with Christ. Begin to speak the things that you know belong to you. Everything that you had that the enemy took, it is still in your hands. And you can turn it around for your own good. Turn it around for your good. The pain you see in your body is not real. It's the knock of the enemy. He is knocking. He is knocking. He wants you to open the door for him to come in. Hold down your tongue. Don't utter a word about that pain. Begin to speak health instead of sickness and pain. Begin to move on. The Bible says himself became poor that we through his poverty will be rich. He took that thing away. He himself took away our sickness and our diseases by whose stripes we are healed. There is power at work on your inside. The glory of God is at work on your inside. 
Something new is happening in your life. Something glorious is happening in your life. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. The Holy Ghost is doing a great work, a new work in you. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. He died once for us to leave. He is not coming to die again. It has been done and done. There is nothing that he said he has done that you now have to leave and come and do. No. One of the greatest things you must cherish is eternal life that is in you. It is not meant for the last days. It is meant for your now. The resurrection is not by you. It is by him. But the life in you is to make sure that it quickens your body. Quickens what? Your mortal body. So when you are praying the spirit and making pronouncements, you are releasing the eternal life in you to go to work. And that eternal life also activates your mind with ideas that you have never thought about. It's amazing the way the Holy Ghost leads us into things because of eternal life that's at work. And I believe that as we go along, we'll begin to tackle some of those things one after the other. And when you read your Bible and you see things, write them down and begin to work on them by yourself. Hello? These days we have all manner of materials that can help you resource things. What is eternal life? Go and Google or go to the books and begin to go around and pick where eternal life is mentioned in the Bible from Genesis to the end. And now ask the Holy Ghost who shows you these things. It is not an ordinary gift. It is something that took somebody else's life to make it happen. It is not decoration in your body. It is life on your inside that overcomes death at all times. It is light on your inside that silences darkness at all times. Begin to work on yourself in that way. Do it. Buy notebooks and make your notes. Make your prayer book. Whatever. Do everything. Make sure it is there. And you keep on going from one level to the other. Hallelujah. <laughs>